what's up losers and welcome to minisode 26.5 of the loser cartoons podcast this is sam and i'm here with courtney hello hello wait wait hold on i have to shout out michael gallup for his contract with the cowboys his merch line he did 65 million for five years could have been better in my opinion but that's fine um his merch line will probably be relaunching soon so keep your eye out for that dub uh before we begin go ahead and like and subscribe to us on whatever streaming service you are using so 2022 started off with a bang giving us the likes of attack on titan and demon slayer uh what most anime fans didn't see coming however was a little rom-com that took the internet by storm my dress-up darling this show has topped multiple popularity charts many weeks uh while airing alongside these two shonen giants uh, you might be confused as to why we are doing this before it's actually over. Basically, it's just because I'm impatient. Anyway. So, overall thoughts. Would you like to begin, Courtney, or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so, I didn't really know what this show was about going into it. I mean, you had told me that it had something to do with cosplay, I think, right before mm. I got into it. Um but i genuinely think it's a really good show like almost hori mia level to be honest with you um it's weirdly wholesome but also etchy at the same time oh yeah yeah. um but yeah i give it an eight out of ten okay okay yeah so i mean like you i didn't really know what to expect going into the show uh i did also hear before going into it that it there was cosplay elements about it but honestly like after watching the show this wasn't at all what i was expecting like i was expecting a lot more i was expecting a lot more nagatoro and a lot less horimiya yeah right and like you it it, did this show far surpassed my expectations i went in expecting just a cute little rom-com you know you're six or seven out of ten you know move on forget about it after a year Mm -hmm. This is going down as like one of my favorite rom-coms I've ever watched. This this for me is an easy 8 out of 10. And I mean, if they go fucking wacky with these next two episodes, I could even push for a 9 out of 10. Right. I'm like, I'm right there. It's funny that you bring up Nagatoro because when I was in episode like 4 or 5, there were like some scenes with like big smiles like up mm-hmm. at the screen. And in my head, I was like, this art style looks really similar to Nagatoro. So I was like, fuck, was it the same studio? It wasn't. But Mm. it was like really close. Like it gave me Nagatoro flashbacks, like art style wise, which if any of you have been listening, you know that I got three episodes into Nagatoro, was triggered and then dropped it. It's because I hate it. Well, thankfully, you didn't get that with this show. Otherwise, no. I probably would have cried. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be here right now. Also true. Also true. But uh, so as far as the characters go in this show, right? Do you have do you have a favorite or least favorite character thus far? My favorite is gonna have to be Gojo um he's just been next level adorable from the get-go and absolutely i just he's different 
I, the, the things that I love about Gojo is the fact that like he's unlike a lot of like, like rom-com MCs, especially like on the shonen, uh, shonen variety, he's not overly horny, right? Mm-hmm. He's still, he's still, you know, a 16 year old or 15, however old he is, right? He's, he's still a teenager in, in the, you know, and stuff. So like he is going to have his horny moments, but it's not to the point where it's like almost pressing charges level of like rapiness. Mm-hmm. It's that, that I love about. And then also this dude, like it was introduced from episode one, right? He has a dream. He has a goal. He has a passion, right? And going, going through the story thus far, it's nice to see like they haven't just abandoned that. Like just because he meets a girl, just because he starts developing feelings and they start getting closer, doesn't mean he's going to abandon his goal just to like now focus on cosplaying. Like yes. the fact that he's using what he's learning to then use that to develop his skills in his own passion in what he is dreaming to be, you know, a uh, what's, what's Hina, it, it, Hina doll. A, yeah, Hina, a Hina doll uh, artist or whatever, right? It's 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 awesome to see them like actually stick to that, and I I absolutely love that. What I love is that it's kind of like you touched on earlier is that he's really well balanced and the fact that mm-hmm. he is a polite boy, but he's still a teenage boy. And I think right. that you have a, a beautiful girl that's showing her body has no problem. You're going to have some like desires and like behaviors in private centered around that. Right? right. But it's quite nice that he doesn't like actively perv on her. I'm not, I'm not, knocking the perverts because we all know like i love a good pervert depending on like how it's done but he was i feel like he was really well balanced and another thing that i was really big for me that i realized is that there was this kind of reversal of gender roles almost um oh absolutely yeah he's a hina doll artist that's his dream right it's not not typical of i feel like Japanese men, right? right? But another thing I realized is that I really like shows where the girl likes the boy. Mm-hmm. There are so many shows where it's just this guy chasing this girl and then wearing her down until eventually XYZ. It, it, is, it goes hand in hand with the tsundere trope a lot, which I don't yep. like. But I really like how she was the first one to acknowledge her love for him. Yep. And he has some feelings towards her, though he hasn't really put a name to them yet because he doesn't know enough. Right. Well, but, he's, yeah. it, he, you know, he is still, you know, that is the one trope that kind of stays true with Gojo's character. He's still dunce as a rock, right? And like, the, <clears throat> well, he's the a thing fucking is, dude. Well, that, there's that. But it also plays into the fact that he's never had friends growing up. Like, he never interacted with people his entire life growing up. So, if, of course he's not going to pick up on like little social cues, let alone someone having feelings for him. Like that would just be, it would be unrealistic for him to just pick up on that kind of stuff immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, he's not going to know any better if no. he doesn't have any friends, which by the way, like I'm still a little bit confused as to why he doesn't have friends. I think it's because, I mean, I think they make the point that he's so embarrassed of his, not embarrassed of his dream, but he knows how other people would feel toward it. So he just kind of kept to himself, right? Is that? 
I, th- I think I think what the I think what the manga was kind of trying to drill home into us was uh, the traumatic experience he had way back when when he was super young, where that little girl basically told him he was weird for like right. peanut dolls, and from then on, like you were saying, he's just embarrassed to like openly talk about his passion because he feels like he'll get ridiculed for it, and that's why he just doesn't talk right. to people. That's all. Yeah. I wish that, like, I'm glad that he hasn't given up his dream on the Hina doll mm-hmm. thing, but at the same time, I'm not, because I was actually really hoping that he, he loves Hina dolls because he loves Hina dolls. Nobody forced him mm-hmm. to be that way. Nobody pressured him to do that. But I also think that he's been so stuck on beauty only being in Hina dolls that he really hasn't seen outside of that and so even though he's starting to see outside of that with the cosplaying like this is beautiful this is wonderful Mm -hmm. right he's starting to get more experiences that way i'm almost hoping that he kind of has a change of heart in career path not because i don't like the Hina doll thing but because i see him having learned more made more friends and be happier through cosplay outfit making does that make sense okay i actually see where you're coming from with that and i actually completely agree i think as he starts to you know like you're saying as he starts to learn and experience more things outside of the hina doll world maybe he will kind of have a change of heart like i'm i'm sure the hina doll thing will always have a special place in his heart obviously right because that's that's his roots but you know maybe that won't be his profession it could just be a hobby of his Mm -hmm. you know and I, that wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to that and it's positively impacted the way that he makes hina dolls because it's been made pretty oh, clear he doesn't have a natural talent for hina no. dolls no. um which you don't have to have a natural talent to be good at something we all know that that's kind of part of the points of this show right but there is also a potential of something else that not only are you better at but you learn more and are happier with. I just feel like mm-hmm. he's so stuck on this Hina doll thing and has been since his childhood. That's why he hasn't had the ability to, yeah. you know. Oh, it's 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 the tunnel vision, man. You know, when you're stuck on something and you refuse to change your ways, I, it's always it's all he's ever known. I don't, I don't necessarily blame him to this point, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, our uh, best girl Kitagawa will. Uh, Maybe show them that there's greener pastures. There's more things out there than just Hina dolls, right? Mm-hmm. And speaking of Kitagawa, uh, she happens to be, shocker, my favorite character, you know, along with fucking Didn't every other fucking person that's ever watched this show. <laughs> like, okay, like it, it's the safe pick. It's the easy pick. It's, it's the generic pick, but like, you can't blame me it's like it is objectively she is objectively an incredible character like before before i go in on my rent i first want to at least just hear your thoughts on her character she's nicer than i thought she would be i, I agree i with don't that. know Absolutely. why but i thought she would be a total bitch um she's not and I think that she is an incredible modern representation of women and how I feel like, well, I appreciate all kinds of different personalities, but what I appreciate about her is that she's nice, but she stands her ground 
she's comfortable in her own skin to the point that it doesn't like impact you know what i'm saying like i just really yep. like her she's just yeah she's cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay I, go all of all of which 100 percent agree with um uh, so like obviously what drew me in initially right going into the show before i even knew anything about her was just that she was super cute she seemed super playful like the very extrovert and whatever and like when you have that dynamic with a very introverted boy you make for really cute funny scenes and everything right that's what kind of drew me in what kept me here and what boosted this show to another level for me was like you were saying the whole escaping like gender norms right and the fact that she is so open about her passions and she doesn't let anybody or anything affect how she feels about what she loves, right? Because like she's super into anime, manga, video games, all that stuff, right? Her friend group are just a bunch of popular high school girls that don't give a flying fuck about any of that. Like they've openly mm-hmm. said, like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about when you go on these rants, but she doesn't care because she's passionate about it and she loves that. And she's not going to let anybody that says differently, like change her mind on any of that. And it's, it's that kind of drive and that kind of like self-security that like is what really kind of drew me in when Mm. I first started watching the show. Well, because I think I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot I had this realization in episode two ish Mm -hmm. that I myself and I'm sure you, from what you just stated, and otakus everywhere, identify with that. Yep. So many people keep their passion for anime, manga, gaming on the DL because it's, like, weird, right? Yep. And so that's why I appreciate people like like celebrities, for example, right? You got, like, Snoop Dogg, Megan Thee Stallion. Like, right. they watch anime. They do all this shit, right? Yep. And, like, for example, I was talking to my brother today, and he was, like, because I was telling him that I got some new D&D dice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had told me when I was 17 that I would be doing everything that I'm doing right now, Fist probably would have been flying without a doubt because I would have yep. been like, how dare you? 100%. Um, but yeah i just think that like you can be a nerd and not present as like a incel you know that one doesn't have to go hand in hand with the other it's as even though you know plenty of people may make that argument they that 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 they always have to it's it's not always the case but you can also like sports shout out michael gallup yep and also like nerdy shit you know i don't know it's, it's it's not hard to have multiple interests and you know and and them not be like you know going hand in hand with each other you know because like it, it's easy to like anime and like video games right those seem mm-hmm. to like go very hand in hand but you know you can love anime and you can love sports you can love manga and you can love makeup it, it doesn't matter yep. like one doesn't have to necessarily coincide with the other mm-hmm. and that's that's Absolutely. like that's one of like the the big teaching points of this show that I love is the fact that you can like whatever you want to like. It doesn't matter if you're a girl or boy or whatever. It doesn't matter. You like what you like. I also really like how Kitagawa explains cosplaying for her because like, she's like, I love the characters so much. I just want to be them for a while. Mm -hmm. And I, 
think there's something to that. I think that's why, for example, um, the cosplay that we're going to be doing next month, if you're mm-hmm. even still coming, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I should. I'm like 99% sure it's going to happen. It's just, we'll you know, about it later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Sam and I have a cosplay plan for Sakura Khan and the cosplay that I'm doing that goes along with his is a lot of pressure for me because you respect a character so much that if you, you feel like if you don't emulate them perfectly, it's cause I honestly, like I identify with Juju. Like mm-hmm. there are people who like, for example, I love gender bender cosplays. I love when people do cosplays of people dressed in street clothes. Um, but for me as a cosplayer, I am very much all about accuracy. Yep. And so that's why you're not going to catch me picking a cosplayer that doesn't fit my body type, for example. Like it's never going to be perfect because we're human, right? That's why I cosplay a lot of males, right? Unless it's Minetta. Unless it's Minetta, that I'm willing. That's <laughs> that absolutely. No, I, like that's going to be my my ultimate. It will be perfect. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, yes. Yeah. No, I look, I I like when so before I get to the juju thing, right? Cuz like I on some parts I agree with how her stance on cosplaying, other parts I kind of disagree. But what the first part that was brought up was Kitagawa's stance on cosplaying and like, you know, her stance being cosplaying is like the ultimate form of love. Mm-hmm. Like that that I can relate to, right? And because of that, like this is this is the part that I do kind of relate to with Juju is that I I don't I don't want to make an imperfect co- uh, cosplay when it comes to like super specific like top favorite characters for me. Mm-hmm. However, if it's just pretty much like anyone outside of like maybe like my top five favorite characters, like I'm kind of of the belief like I can do a cheap cosplay and just kind of. I don't have to necessarily half-ass it, but it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Yeah, that's fine if people do that. I very much dislike half-ass cosplays. I think it's really dumb when people show up, like, not dumb because I don't judge anybody. Like, people do what they can afford and what they do, but it does lose some of its sparkle for me when you like someone shows up in a Kotsky cloak and a headband and call it a day you know yeah that's fine do do what makes you happy but i guess for me personally that just it loses some of its sparkle now i see what you're saying when it comes to outside of top characters of all time Mm -hmm. so for the listeners out there sam and griff want me to do a gender bender tengen yep um a female tengen and i'll i'll gladly do that it's going to be difficult but i'll gladly do it because that's something i'd be okay doing but say it was like Levi, for example. Oh no! No way! I, I would never. I would never even begin to try to make an argument for you to make uh, to do a Levi mm-hmm. cosplay. I wouldn't even touch that. I actually also like, and I, I I think that the cosplayers that do this are amazing. There's a lot of them. Your cosplay is incredible. For me, I absolutely despise female Sukunas. Hate them. I, I, I. Is it just, is it, why, why specifically Sukuna though? 
That's a good question. Um, I like I said, I think that they're beautiful. Right. But um, it doesn't fit for me. Maybe just because of like his personality, you just you can't really see a, a female variant of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. Don't ask me to explain it because I can't. Which is every time I see it, I'm like, it just doesn't feel like justice to the character. I don't know. I don't know. I gotcha. I but gotcha. anyway, anyway. Yeah. So when it comes, so speaking uh, before about Juju, when it comes to Juju, right? Obviously you said, you know, you're not really a fan of uh, Sundere characters and she is basically just a Sundere to the fucking max. That's essentially just her whole character. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that it didn't take long for me to like really start to like her character because her her uh, breaking down the ice wall, you know, of her Sundere-ness, it didn't take long. And honestly, like it took like two episodes and I I'm already loving her character mm. more and more. What about you? I'm having weird realizations right now, though. I don't really know if they're full realizations. I don't like Sundares. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate them, but I never love them. It just feels so I don't know, like so frustrating to me i like juju not at first because she's a tsundere yeah i don't dislike her i think honestly like because maybe i wouldn't consider myself like that but i wouldn't consider myself not like that you know what i mean kind of like cold to begin with but then like you know as you get to know you more you kind of start to open up and warm up a little bit to people sure I don't know, just to, just to kind of throw a generalization of Sundares out there. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know like, why I dislike them so much, because I feel like I relate to them more than I do, like, Kitagawa, for example. Right. Right. Maybe it's because I hate I I hate that about myself, right? So that's why I don't like Sundares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, but I don't necessarily think you are like, you know, because because, you know, your typical Sundare is legitimately just mean, right? It's just mean and nasty when you first begin. I don't think you ever really start like that with anybody, right? No. Unless you have good reason to. No. You kind of think... start more in the middle, the middle like progression of a Sundare where you're like kind of like you're not cold to someone, but you're also not completely opening up to someone right off the bat. I think what it is, is that I, for some reason, have, well, all of us have been taught to value kindness and warmth. And I think that mm-hmm. those are important. And those are things that I, I feel like I, I can have and do have, but like, people have made me self conscious about the fact that I don't have that because I don't in the traditional sense, right? Like, I'm not warm, oh. fuzzy all the time. Right. And so I think like, when I see Sundares, I'm like, why are you acting like this? Like this isn't this isn't cool or appealing to anybody. Like okay. you're you're mean, <laughs> you know. Now I think that like some characters that are mean can be funny, but I don't know. There's this part inside of me that like is like, oh, I wish I was warm and and kind like Kitagawa all the time. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of why I don't like 
Sundarace. Okay. But Juju is fine. Like I get over yeah. it for the most part. Right. Yeah. I uh, do you, honestly the only problem I have with Juju at this point is the fact that like the author's trying to make her be almost like a uh like a competition for Kitagawa. Not a fan of that. that I sense. want no confrontation in this relationship. Like, God damn it. Gojo is already dense enough. We don't need multiple women coming in here, making it more difficult. <laughs> I, okay. So I agree that I don't want that to happen, but for a different reason, because I think competition's a little healthy. I think it could push Kitagawa to like fucking grow some lady balls. What I don't like is that it's Juju because for me, it doesn't make sense why Juju would be in love with Gojo like that. Like he makes nice clothing and he, he's got really good talents and he likes you. But for her, I don't see why she would all of a sudden jump to love for him. So I think it started with like an adoration to his work, right? That's where it started. Um, to me, the only thing, and I may be grasping hard at straws here, right? The only thing that I've seen that like where I could see maybe a slight transition from adoration to like, you know, actual feelings was kind of the moment at the stairwell, right? Where uh, Juju was talking with Gojo about how Juju's sister, uh, Shinju, you know, wanted to cosplay, but couldn't articulate that and didn't really want to openly say that to Juju, right? And Juju was trying to say, like, you know, if she couldn't tell that to me, then I'm a failure failure as a sister. And Gojo kind of took that and said, it's not your fault, right? People just have a hard time of explaining and, like, you know, being able to outwardly say things that they really like, especially in this case where she didn't want to let her big sister down. She didn't want to like, you know, come into like her thing cosplay. Right. And mm -hmm. like do a half-assed job and disappoint her. Right. So it's like, so with that, I think she kind of, she, she even said herself, she was like, Gojo like took in what she was feeling and like perfectly was able to like project mm -hmm. it and like, like feel her, like make her feel heard, you know? And like, yeah, but, understand the whole situation. That, yeah, that but was pretty much I, it. I do that with 20 different people three times a week and they aren't in love with me. So like I said, I'm grasping at straws because other than that, I, I don't know where it would come from. I, I don't know. I don't think that there like necessarily like has to be a reason to love someone. I it just it feels forced right now. Yeah. Like no, I, the love. Like if we had if, Yeah. If it was maybe a little later or gave it some more time and development, I'd be like, you know, okay. Yeah. Um but regardless though, super happy for Gojo that he's got bitches because he deserves it. Go off, King, honestly. City boys up. City boys <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> fucking giddy, Gojo, you little fucking you little, little pervert prick <laughs> cutie hina doll admirer i will say his thing for hina dolls is borderline kink like i'm it sorry 100 i just gotta say one more thing about gojo too you know he's slanging a fucking horse cock slang <laughs> Like, come on. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, 
he got the... for sure be the first one to bring that up. Nope. This no. man's like fucking, he's like six foot four. He's got that skinny boy energy. You know, his hands are fucking huge too. Like, oh, he's, he's he does have it. big hands. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Oh, he has huge hands. And they're like, oh my God, let's take it a step further though. Mm-hmm. Let's take it a step further though. His hands, even though they're huge, like mine, they're real <laughs> gentle and detailed when he's doing things and you mm-hmm. know what that means it's the f word oh you know you know when he starts getting some experience you know he's gonna be in there and it is Imagine. going to be it is Jazz going hands. to be a work it is going to be a work of art oh my god i'm curious to see how far this etchiness is gonna go you know fuck can't keep like, a goldfish in my mouth like i don't i i hope they don't try to go much farther than like episode two with the swimsuit thing right because mm. i don't like the etchiness is cute and fun and all right and like it makes sense with kitagawa's personality and her wanting to tease gojo and everything right i just don't want them to take it to the point where like it's past the point of teasing and mm. it's to the point of like just like uncomfy you know I think I think I think the author's done a really good uh, job of like towing that line and like except the bathroom scene because what she when she fell like her legs were open like she was on her butt I literally went like this (laughs) yeah that covered my eyes that scene was too far that scene was a hundred percent too far like the walk the walking in on her in the shower and everything with her like the towel over and everything like that I was like okay cool fine the slip. And the leg spread, I was like, all right, we're doing too much. We are doing way too much. Because he saw all the way through her to where he was looking at his reflection in the bathroom mirror. Through her fucking mouth. That's how far inside this little girl he saw. Right? And at first I thought she was 12. So I was like, he's going to jail. Like, he's catching a case. Like, there is no dispute. It's over. (laughs) Of course, she's just actually older than him. (laughs) Right. And I was like, oh, man, that's almost as bad because it's like she was older and she was disrespected on accident like that. What was so funny was that it's it's actually really funny. It's it's ironic, actually, that the reason why she slipped was because Kojo said a little kid and she got pissed and started to walk at him and then slipped also we need to do an episode on japanese customs and culture that'll probably come after we do our little thingy Mm -hmm. um showering in a stranger's home yeah i i did question that i was like you really just took up this old man's offer of like, yeah, just come shower in my house. It's like, what doesn't... if he was a fucking weirdo? Yeah, I don't know about that. Especially, you know, being Juju, you are all of fucking five foot nothing, weighing 85 pounds wet. I would have walked in there and been like, these Hina dolls might be made out of skin. They got a real human skin. I'm not showering in a stranger's fucking shower. Before I get the fucking skin flayed off my back and sold, you know, it was, it was odd. It it was that whole, 
that whole scene that whole thing was just like that was that was the one like mm, it was like why i don't know about this <laughs> i mean i get it you why needed the, you needed the introduction to juju right you needed a reason for them to discuss and everything and all that right but like you could have left out the shower because like we are we already established that juju literally stalked gojo home right so she he knew she knew where he lived so she could have just showed up on this on their doorstep right and then yeah. you skip to the part where Gojo's showing it, uh, her the Hina dolls and the story, nothing changes. So it's like the, the shower scene just seemed like completely unnecessary. Super unnecessary, like actually 100% unnecessary. Yeah. And then I felt bad because he was like getting so excited that someone was interested in the dolls. And she's like, why the fuck are we looking at dolls? At least she humored him for like all of 30 seconds. Yeah, she did. Yeah. I was expecting her to be like, you fucking weirdo. I'm not here for dolls. But instead she was like, these are pretty. Now. Why are we looking at these? <laughs> right. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? Um, he's like, because it's a Hina doll shop. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, well. King. City well. boys, stay up. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you what, man. His grandpa raised, raised a fucking stallion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, speaking yeah. of the grandpa, that's kind of the last character I want to talk about real quick. You don't, King. we don't get much, we don't get much, but he's fucking hilarious. He, and he's a good Ojita. He's so good. He's so nice. Like he's super, like he's super, like I'm old fucking school. Cry, dude. Dude, he's like he's super old school, but like I love how like. It, accepting he is of right? his grandson's like shit like you know yeah. he was su- he's super into Hina dolls 100% accepted him for that right you know and you know he brings home yeah, literally grandpa. women's underwear right he's shocked yeah. but he's like but he's like okay like okay that's fine you you into your thing that's fine literally watch walks in on him playing a fucking aroge literally oh, watching no. porn and he's just like well He's at that age. You know what's even funnier, though? Is when Gojo's watching porn and taking notes, and his uncle opens it, and he's not even, like, faced. He's like, yeah, I'll be down in a second. Like, what? Gojo's literally so innocent that even watching porn in front of your grandpa, Uh, he's just like, yeah, this is normal, right? Yeah, no one's ever told me this is weird. (laughs) I just, like, I have to wonder, though, like, it's really sad that his parents died, by the way. Um... I wonder why they're like what like the reason they're dead in the sense that what does that contribute to the story because if it was for him to find his passion for Hina dolls they could have made his dad a Hina doll maker like I'm a little there has to be a reason that the he's got no parents yeah yeah uh I don't know. I mean, they, they could get, they could go a multitude of routes of how they want to handle the parents' death and everything, right? Because you know there could be the one aspect of that's just you know, it's just trauma that he has that he might have to revisit later. It could be a fact of maybe they're trying to add more trauma. Maybe down the line they'll have to deal with it because they've already addressed his grandfather's health multiple times. Maybe that will become more prominent later, and that will have to do more with his development as well. So. We could sit and speculate all day as we uh, welcome the pig to our podcast. 
Well, Everybody say me. hello to Nacho. Can you hear him? Uh, Did is so loud. <gasps> he is ripping snorts. <laughs> oh my fucking god. It just sounds like a gnarly fart. <laughs> Okay, and with that, we're going to move on to the next topic. So I think we've covered pretty much most of the story, right? We've covered like, you know, themes of gender norms, you know. I, I like the fact that also like the, the relationship aspect of this is like, is, it isn't overly complex, not overly complicated, at least not yet. I hope they don't mm -hmm. try to make it too overly complicated. Um the only other thing I kind of wanted to bring up was that I just hope that the story doesn't get dragged out too far. You know, Agreed. I don't want I don't want this to be fucking rent a girlfriend where the story should have wrapped up in 150 chapters and we're going on 250. So rent a girlfriend had potential. I think this show personally is a two seasoner or should be like, well, if that was the case, the manga should be wrapping up like uh, any minute now. And I don't think it is going to. I think they're on there's like no chapters. reason for them to not to go a f another full season not being together like it just doesn't make sense maybe some shit happens farther down the line in the manga that we don't know about but I look look man I, I'm with you I'm with you I think this like at the pace that we're headed right now I feel like this shouldn't go any more than 100 chapters and I hope it doesn't but Maybe I'll change my mind when I, you know, start reading more. I don't know. I don't know. Good show, though. I enjoyed it. It, it actually kept... I was not on my phone. Um, That's a plus. Yeah, it is a plus. All right. Uh, last little thing I want to talk about here. Uh, animation for this show. All right. I just wanted to fucking tip my hat to Cloverworks, dude. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Oh, it's shit. Cloverworks? Mm -hmm. They did Hori Mia too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Cloverworks Y'all have a type. Dude, Cloverworks has been so fucking up and down, you know, because like you'll see shit like that, but then they'll also turn around and make like the Promise Neverland season two, and you're like, Are these even the same fucking studios? Like they're just, just they're very happen. They're very I'm sure they do. Yeah. They're very wishy-washy. But you know. I'm Certainly have a choose... type though. Oh yeah. I mean, 100%. didn't they do Wonder Egg Priority too? They did. They did. Which uh was really well animated. Uh I questioned the storytelling at the end, but we'll just blame that on the director. I haven't watched it, and I don't think I will. It's 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 the kind of show that I would recommend to someone if you're like if you're really looking for a show that like hits a lot of uh uh a lot of like real life issues for like just girls growing up and stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of traumatic things that like they hit on that are like really interesting that like a lot of people like don't even think about when you think about what girls have to deal with growing up or at least from a guy's perspective you don't think about it well, that's all yeah yeah uh also one thing can i just can we just take a moment to appreciate that this fucking show has an anime within its anime and mm -hmm. that 
anime within an anime puts most battle shonen to fucking shame. Just I actually looked up. Wild. I looked it up. I was like, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Nope. But no, it. I feel it's, like it was really detailed and really cute. It was. It's wild. And I'm glad I that an otaku show is popular. I want to know how well it's doing in Japan. I well, I mean, if it's got an anime adaptation already, like it can't be doing poorly, you know. Um, I don't know. I feel like this show could do equally well in Japan as well as in the West, you know. Mm-hmm. Just kind of has that feel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for our mini sode today. Uh, go ahead and follow the podcast, like, comment, share on TikTok and on Instagram at Loser Cartoons Podcast and on our Twitter at Loser Cartoons with a Z to stay updated, as well as check out our anchor homepage and our website. Later, losers. Bye.